to Mad Monday released every Tuesday from the DB Export Beer Garden Studios with a big thanks to Wendy's. You've got the perfect combo today, Henwood and Hurley. So you may as well grab a pizza burger to celebrate. While you listen to us cover off the rep round, I am in the DB Export uh, Beer Garden Studio. And from our remote DB Export Beer Garden studio, it's Ben Hurley. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Not unlike a pizza burger, I am the oozy mushroom sauce on your on your beef patty right now. Well, I was uh, <laughs> full of oozing mushroom sauce on Sunday night. I tell you that after after Queensland took out Origin one in a close game, sixteen points to ten. I thought that they were going to take out the second game, but Tony Lyle and myself called it on Sunday night, and um, we're going to dissect that game as the Blues took it out, 44 points to 12. Are they going to strike another blow? And what a game it was. Ben, it was so tight for 50 minutes, and it seemed that once Felice Kafusi was uh, sinbin just before uh, um, just before halftime, New South Wales had had, I think, seven possessions in a row, and just before the half they managed to um, get a try. After that, they didn't score at all while Felice Kafusi was off, but the Queensland just seemed so knackered. And um, then it was all one-way traffic um, from the 50th minute onwards. And um, I w- certainly wasn't expecting a, a 44-12 to 12 scoreline. What about yourself? So you and I have been touring the country with seven days the last uh, few weeks. And um, this is my first proper night at home for a while. And I must admit, I, I had a few beers. And um, when I was watching The Origin, I actually had uh, the cricket as well, playing at the same time. But because I'd had a few beers and um, things got at half time, I actually fell asleep <laughs> on the couch, um, thinking, "Oh yeah, this will be another tight one." Woke up with maybe a minute to go, going, "Am I dreaming? Is this is this for real?" I honestly, I had to go back and watch that second half. But yeah, it's um, for all the talk. And as a Queensland fan, you know, there's always the talk of Queensland having the bigger heart and. And all that stuff, and and all jokes aside, they really lost their heart in the second in the second half. Um, and you know, it was almost a akin to a Warriors style um, CBF in the end. Yeah, to be honest, it was unfortunately a few of the young blokes um, just struggled under the pressure with um, Jeremiah Nanai, uh, Selwyn Cobbo. They both had quite a few errors, um, but uh, between them. Uh, and they sort of were found wanting a bit defensively as they got picked apart with some some pretty individual tries like Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, just stepping dudes and then running through and scoring. And you don't often see individual tries in Origin. You see a lot of just 
punching it up, then someone sort of uh, diving over in the corner through a good back play. I mean, this definitely showed the Penrith combination, like that left edge. Um, I'll include Matt Burton in this because he played for Penrith last year and got the Daily M Centre of the Year. Um, the inclusions that uh, Brad Fittler did all paid off. I mean, that that bomb that Matt Burton can do, he kicked it above the lights. Uh, it was just insane. Um, and Murray Tuolangi, another young player, just couldn't catch them. Uh, the Blues clicked, which they just didn't do in that uh, first half. And i tell you what surprised me, Ben, was Gagai had a shambles. He's Gagai just hasn't been in form. He, he missed a hell of a lot of tackles. He was out of position. He just offensively, he wasn't causing an issue either. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. i tell you who did have a good game, and and and, and you talk about uh, Fittler uh, making some good calls. He did retain Daniel Tupo after he had a bit of a, uh, a, a quiet game one, you would say, um, and he, I thought he was amazing. You know, he obviously is keeping out arguably the best winger that we've seen in the game for the last 10 years. Josh Adokar, and uh, yeah, I think he justified his selection. Um, he was he was excellent. Um, yeah, Nathan Cleary, it's that old that old cliche of class is permanent. Um, had a had a hell of a second half. Just kind of bided his time. Like it was pretty close in the first half. He didn't try anything too too fancy, but um, he definitely took control of that game in the second half. What I love about Cleary, he never really overplays his hand. Like, he never looks like he's trying too hard. He just sort of, he's still a young guy. And he just, um, he always looks in control. Uh, Although that first game, he had so much pressure put on him. Um, But once the Blues were actually going forward, he he had a lot of time to move. And you mentioned Tupo. I think um, New South Wales, it was one, to be honest, by the back three. To'o, Tedesco and Tupo. All um all had the most meters, all running over two hundred meters. Um, I thought the inclusion of Jake Travojevic was pretty awesome. He um, made thirty one tackles, and um only to be outdone by Isaiah Yo, who made thirty five tackles. Uh, they just put so much effort in. Uh, I think it's going to be a completely different kettle of fish moving into game three. It's at SunCorp. I think you've got to forget about this scoreline because Queensland, in a decider at Suncorp, I think it's been 24 years since New South Wales won a decider at Suncorp. So you've got to chuck out any old form. This is going to be a brand new game. And um, I actually think the New South Wales forwards haven't been under pressure. Uh, they weren't under pressure in this game. And they they... They brought Talakai on, um, and he played on an edge, but he he would probably have to play in the middle if the New South Wales forward rotation was really coming up against some starch from Queensland. But uh, it's going to be a barnstormer in this game, three hurls. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the only positive for Queensland was uh, uh, Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga had an amazing game, whereas the rest of the team didn't. Whereas in game one, he was probably the worst player in the side. So um, he just needs to click with the rest of his players and who knows what could happen in game three. Yeah, he was a shining light. I thought you couldn't throw any shade on Munster. He um, he performed when he could, but the you know those sixes and sevens can only do so much 
um, when you're going backwards. Daily Cherry Evans sort of had a bit of a night to forget. Uh, it was just the example of I, I personally think, although New South Wales only had that one try in the time that Felice Kafusi was off, for eight minutes and forty seconds, not ten minutes, but we will um we'll just let that go. Um he he <laughs> I thought news they just were so tired, man. That and then the floodgates the floodgates opened. I mean, Cameron Murray ran through a a, a hole the size of a bloody truck to score to score his try, but I'm sure Billy Slater will will get that that team humming. I wouldn't see many changes from either side. I suppose the the headache that Brad Fittler likes is Latrell Mitchell will have a game to to prove himself. But then would you bring him in? Maybe for Crichton, but but that team is you'd think is humming. Yeah, it's, it's hard to crowbar him into the side, particularly if he's only played a couple of games, one game or whatever he'll get in him. Uh, it might just be a case of um, stick to your guns and, and see, a, see you next year, Latrell. Yeah, completely. And, um, I mean, it was another beautiful game of origin. I'm pretty happy because game three will be at a tastier kickoff time for New Zealand. I believe it's kicking off at 9 p.m., um, New Zealand time, they're moving them earlier. And there's talk next year that uh, no game will be kicking off later, no origin game will kick off later than 6.30pm Australian time. So an 8.30... So uh, Phil Good will have to do his in-goal poetry at, at dinner time. Yeah, he's going to be straight out of bed and on to Suncorp doing his, uh, doing his big poetic warm-up. But um, I also... Just before we wrap up this game, I thought that it, the game was actually uh, refereed quite fairly. It went both ways. Early on, every time New South Wales put pressure on, they give away a stupid penalty, and then Queensland really um, capitalised on that. And to be honest, it was all New South Wales' way, but the, the scoreline was favouring Queensland. They had a, a couple of lovely tries to Kafusi and, and Munster and then they just uh, fell apart. But it's I think it's going to be a massive stretch for New South Wales to, to win this third game. But, cool, I'd love to be at Suncorp for that because it is going to be packed and it is going to be going off. I also, hot favourites. As always, the Blues, hot favourites. doesn't yeah. matter what happens the game before. They'll be hot favourites. They certainly will be. And um, if anyone out there just wants to cast your eyes over any sport, I'd recommend actually searching up the highlights of um, the under-19 state of origin, uh, the under-19 women's state of origin, and the women's state of origin. They were all uh, cracking, cracking games. So state of origin is very healthy. But now we are going to move in to some international rugby league and rep round. And this rep round got me jazzed because um, it looks like heading into the World Cup at the end of the year, uh, international rugby league is healthy. And we're going to start off with our stonker of the round. And our stonker of the round is uh, Papua New Guinea uh, playing Fiji. The scoreline was 24-14. Now Pereira to Olam. Justin Olam, what about that for a party trick? He can do anything. Justin Olam. 
He'll be leading the country soon. But Ben, this was one hell of a game. Oh, look, International Rugby League is often looked at as the kind of smelly stepson of uh, of of origin and it's not held with high regard. But I just thought all the games, I mean, yeah, the Samoa-Cook Islands one was a bit of a blowout, but the other games in this round were, were just awesome to watch. Skill level high, pace was high, passions were overflowing and uh, the Kummels are coming into some form. It's hard to get into form in International Rugby League because you play maybe two tests a year, unless it's a World Cup year. Uh, but I believe that last time they played Great Britain, they, they won. And they won against a stacked Fijian side. If Fijians, they had no right to win this game on paper. Honestly, that back line um, in, uh, in the Fijian side, Ravalawa, Valame, um, Mike Acevo, um, <laughs> all NRL stars. And, yeah, there's, just, there's some NRL stars in the Kummels as well. Um, but, yeah, no right to win this. Uh, but the, the, it was the um, rising of a, of a young talent, Lachlan Lamb. Of course, Adrian Lamb, his father, who coaches over in the Super League, used to be a, a warrior and uh, – sorry, not a warrior, a rooster – um, and I just think, what a buy that would be for for maybe a club that's looking for some new halves, um, uh, some good with, with some good defence and some flair on attack. I wonder who that might be. <laughs> well, we, um, well, I tell you, the Warriors actually have. We seem we've quite we've bought a lot of halves. Yeah, we've never settled on a halves combination. And I um I've always liked Lachlan Lamb. Um, and he played uh, alongside David Mead, who had his uh, last uh, international game of footy there. I like you saying um, Fiji had a stacked backline. I love their fullback, um, young guy Taruva. He um, he was epic. And and why I love Papua New Guinea out of all the Pacific Islands, they're shorter gentlemen. They're um, shorter gentlemen like myself. <laughs> But made out of cement, like their tackles, oh, <laughs> there was some heavy tackling in that. And uh, Papua New Guinea's goal line defense was just superb. I um, I really enjoyed being on the couch uh, for this game. And I um, what I what I hope is after State of Origin, a few of these players, like I, I was hearing a count of there was fourteen State of Origin players who could. Uh, change their allegiance for the World Cup to play for second-tier nations. And if they did that, it would be awesome. How cool would it be if um, if the Rugby League World Cup was actually uh, a straight-up contest? And, and and to be honest, if, if it is, and you've got Australia, New Zealand, England, Tonga, all sort of vying for it. Then you've got a few outside Smokies like um, Papua New Guinea, Fiji, who could win it. Samoa. Samoa. Um, It would just be a a cracking, a cracking tournament. Yeah, what are you getting the ref's room number, mate? Not guilty, Your Honour. But now we'll move on to um, a very... A very happy game from a very full 
and mildly steamed Mount Smart Stadium. It was New Zealand playing Tonga, and New Zealand got the chocolates, taking it out 26 points to six. Fast play the ball to Tonga backpedaling here. Well, Ben, I have to say this is possibly the best-looking and most stacked New Zealand side I've seen for a long time. Joey Manu, he is well-stacked. He is very good-looking. And he broke the record for most metres ever run in a rugby league game. He ran 404 metres in that game. Great offloads. Amazing ball playing, great defense. Hurley, the the Kiwis looking good for him. Yeah, and arguably playing out of position at fullback. Uh, so Joey Manu, apart from one glaring error where he tried to bury over um, from dummy half uh, after an incredible run by James Fisher Harris, who had an amazing game as well. Uh, yeah, Joey Manu, what a star, and just oh. Just slap him up on my wall, just a just a cardboard <laughs> cutout. Uh, you're right, though. Look, I've not seen a, a Kiwi team that looks this good on paper since the 90s, really. And a team that has minimal warriors in it as well. Like you, you zero. Look, you're zero. Well, was it zero warriors? And, and maybe was Tohu in the wider squad, but not actually at the park. No, I don't think he... He might have been in the wider squad, but you're right. Zero Warriors in that. Beautiful halves combination. Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes, Pitahiku, Nukore, um in the in the centres. I mean, our forward pack was amazing. Brandon Smith at hooker. I actually thought we put the cue in the rack a bit and could have um, put on some more points. And I was expecting a little more out of... Um, Tonga, I definitely wasn't expecting any more out of their fans. They delivered. Um, <laughs> they delivered. There's some of the best social media content I've seen in a long time. And um, sure, the game was marred by a little fight, but that's what happens at, at full stadiums. And um, talking to a couple of cops uh, this morning, actually, who were out working at that game, they said it was generally amazingly well-behaved. And um, just... For me, I get such a stirring in my loins when I turn it on and you hear the crowd singing during a game. It's so cool. Yeah, amazing. I think, yeah, I think unlucky for Tonga, uh, they lost a player. They lost uh, Tupolotu for a professional foul. That didn't help. Um, Yeah, probably just some key moments in the game didn't go their way and they didn't have as much flair on attack as you would expect. Yeah, I I thought this could be a very close game. Tonga are a stacked side as well. Um, Tomalolo mm. was doing as much as he could to, to I suppose, put a bit of um, intensity into their forward running. But, I mean, they were just outclassed by New Zealand. Like, New Zealand clicked. And um, in the short time he had the squad together, it made me go, wow, Madge Maguire got that side... Um, got that side really humming. And um, even though the Warriors have said that he is out of the picture as a coach, um, 
Mark Robinson, the owner of the Warriors, flew over to England to try and recruit Christian Wolfe, um, and he 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 said no, thank you. So uh, I wonder whether we'll actually go full circle and someone like um someone like Madge Maguire might uh, be coaching. But who knows? There was also another um, Kiwi game, and it was another win for New Zealand. The Kiwi Ferns they they took out Tonga quite easily. Um, 50 points to 12. And um, Ben, I must say, it's awesome that Women's League is doing well. Um, I was looking at some numbers out of um, Australia and um, it's delivering with TV audiences as well, which is primo. Yeah, I think uh, it's been the last kind of uh, thing that needs to happen with women's sport is that people need to, well, it needs to be televised. All, all the time, which it almost kind of is now, um, because the, the the desire for people to watch it is there, and uh, it, all it took was some networks to take some risks and go, let's put it on, let's spend the money, and now it's paying dividends. That's the most attended game of women's sport in New Zealand history, I believe, was that game there. Um, and I know it's a different sport, but the the women's World Cup cricket that happened in New Zealand this year is the most viewed uh, women's sport online of all time. One and a half billion views of videos. So the potential is there. It is economically viable, and uh, I just hope it continues to develop. And if you're a fan of massive hits, you've got to watch yeah. Women's Rugby League. I reckon that they're hitting harder than the, the blokes. Um, there's less wrestling in the tackle, it's um it's a very enjoyable game to watch. So congrats to the Kiwi Ferns. It's great seeing both New Zealand teams uh, bringing home the chocolates. And the other rep game of the round was Samoa playing um the Cook Islands, um who the a couple of the Australian commentators referred to as the Cookies, which I don't. Ooh. It doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> it doesn't pass the smell test. I don't think that's the appropriate. Uh, abbreviation, but Samoa took out the Cook Islands 42 points to 12, and um, this wasn't a surprise really. I mean, um, the Samoan team is pretty stacked. They had um, Milford, Nofa Luma, Taylan May, um, all running in tries, LOA, um, and when you've got class players like that playing uh, people who are who are part time players who are just playing in Queensland Cup when you barely got um any big names it's always going to be hard but um I feel I I feel like this needs to happen more there's uh, these games need to happen more and somehow even if there's not a World Cup wouldn't it be great if there was like a little a Pacific round robin competition that happened in late October after the NRL or something. What a great idea that would be. Really, really good. Um, yeah, the Samoan team, we're pretty stacked. Um, one interesting thing would be that Josh Schuster, um, who I believe was named in the very much wider squad of for the Kiwi, um, and he's, he chose to play for Tor Samoa, so it'd be, and he had a really good game as well, and I think is a, a really talented player. Um, I, I wonder who his allegiance would be to for the World Cup. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of encouraging all these players, whether there could be a financial incentive or something, to play for second-tier nations, because I'd love it if the pool was just a bit stronger. I noticed something there. I've, I haven't been doing it, even though I know it. It is the Kiwi now, isn't it? There's no plural. Yeah, I th- I'm not sure everyone's on board, but um, I'm, I'm, I th- actually, I, think it, I feel like it sounds more impressive as well. Yeah, the, the New Kiwi. Zealand Kiwi. Because yeah. there's no, yeah. you um, don't you don't pluralize Maori, yeah, yeah. So it's Maori, yeah. Even if you're yeah. referring to it's, a group of Maori, yeah. So there's yeah, no. So I'm on board with that. If you're calling into, if you're calling into News Talk ZB, you you chuck an S on Maori, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the um, it's like the Tuatara, the baseball team, I suppose. There you go. That's there we go. Too, yeah. So here we're here to educate you as well here on the Mad Monday podcast. And um, there's a bit of excitement happening this week because the Warriors are, are coming home, and I think that's an apt time for Di Henwood, you're, you're listening to him, to come off the back fence and into your ears. Oh, a long kickoff. The offload to Henwood, and he's off the back fence. Boom time. For 1,038 days, there has been a wider squad of 30-plus gentlemen on the plains of Australia, all on horseback, their thighs chafing. They couldn't afford a saddle, but they rode each other bareback day in, day out, pounding each other just for a win. They got the odd win, but they couldn't get into the top eight. But now they're coming home. The resurgence is felt throughout South Auckland. We've got a sellout at Mount Smart as the Warriors take on the West Tigers. The excitement is palpable. The kombucha is flowing. The DB export is fizzing out of the can. Oh, oh, oh. Steal yourself because it's going to be a blinder. You you think you like the bottom of the barrel. Well, the best thing you can have is the sludge at the bottom of the barrel. And that's what we've got. <laughs> we've got two teams <laughs> trying not to get the wooden spoon. And they are going to fight it out. They're going to be fighting it out 4pm at Mount Smart. And Mad Monday are going to be there. If you want to come along, if you want free tickets to the game, head to the ACC's Facebook page or Instagram and comment on the photo of me. I'm the guy with the Warriors top on and I'm holding some tickets and you could score a double pass to the Warriors home game. Home game coming. This home game coming. The coming home game. I don't even know how to say it. I'm so fizzy out. So that's this Sunday. You could win tickets. We're going to be there doing a live podcast from just before 2.30. Oh, oh, I'm excited. Who cares where we sit on the table? This is the changing of the guard. This is when the Warriors start winning. That's it. Are we the bo- is it the bottom of the barrel or are we the burnt cheese on the bottom of the toasted sandwich? Exactly. This is like, you know, when you've made yourself a gourmet, a gourmet pickled pastrami, three cheese toasty oh, yeah. in the George Foreman grill, but what you actually enjoy is chipping off the crusty bits of cheese from the George Foreman grill. <laughs> That's that's what this game is. It's just as crunchy and just as tasty, ladies and gentlemen. But um, (laughs) 
That's it. This is a bit of a short potty um, because uh, the NRL doesn't start until Thursday night. Obviously, things will regain regain each other as normal. They'll become normal next week as we we cover off round 16 of the NRL. But tomorrow... You'll get some team lists uh, for the upcoming NRL round from myself and Keezy. Then you will get a live podcast um, wherever you stream your ACC goodness from probably just before 2.30 on Sunday. Then that podcast will pop into your feeds um, if you didn't catch it live. And um, things will resume normal coverage next week. Ben... um, you always love chatting league with you, mate. Very good. I'm going to go put my face in a cheese toasty. Oh, do it, eh? All that and talk get of it. To eat. All that talk of a cheese toasty. Oh, hold on. That meant something else. Yeah, I'm going to go and eat something out then, have lunch myself. We will um, <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you on the next installment of Mad Monday. Hey, thanks very much, Wendy's. You are wonderful. Grab yourself a pizza burger. An Australia without rugby league is not Australia. Australia.